Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I am your host, the fellow KGB. Today, we are wrapping up the AFC South team fantasy previews with the Tennessee Titans, a team that we should be very interested in in a handful of their pieces, and maybe one that you guys don't have on your radar quite yet, but one that I am definitely into and have been drafting in best ball league. So let's look at the 2021 Tennessee Titans. Mike Vrabel is entrenched as the head coach still. But now we got a new offensive coordinator. We know Arthur Smith is now down in Atlanta. And this op- opens up an opportunity for Todd Downing to move up within the Tennessee system. <clears throat> now, this guy's got an impressive resume. He's only 40 years old, but he's been in the NFL since 2005, starting with the Minnesota Vikings as an offensive quality contr- control coach. He was with the Rams for uh, three seasons as a defensive assistant, special teams assistant, and a defensive quality control coach. Couple couple seasons in Detroit as an offensive quality control and assistant quarterbacks coach. He also was the main quarterbacks coach from 2012 to 2013. So he's starting to get into the offense a little bit here. He was Buffalo Bills quarterbacks coach for a season in 2014. And then he was in Oakland as the quarterbacks coach. And he was the offensive coordinator back in 2017. Uh, and then you look at the Vikings here. He was in there in 2018 as their tight ends coach. Then he moved on to Tennessee and he was their tight ends coach the last two seasons before getting promoted to the offensive coordinating role for the 2021 Titans. So a lot of experience. He's bringing some quarterbacks uh, background, some tight ends, some offensive quality control, Um, just being around offenses the last 15 years. So this guy has been a, he's been in the NFL since he was what, 25 years old, 20, like maybe 24. Um, So a really interesting guy that I'm actually quite excited about and learning more about him and seeing what he does with this offense. Um, So we did mention in 2017, he was the offensive coordinator for the Oakland Raiders. So let's just pull up the, the Raiders numbers from 2017 real quick. Um, So here you go. Jack Del Rio was the coach at the time. Um, He ends up throwing the ball 558 times and running the ball 370. Uh, Really good running game that year. 4.2 yards per carry, 13 rushing touchdowns, 23 passing touchdowns. Um, So it was a productive season. They only went 6-10, and but I don't see any negatives in this at all. Um, So Derek Carr, 62.72% completion rate. This was a season with Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, both guys had seven and eight touchdowns. Didn't really have a tight end. Jared Cook was fine, uh, 688 yards. That's a pretty big part of the offense. So we did see uh, a lot of uh, tight end concentration here. Again, you look at the top two wide receivers, 96 targets, 101 targets. And then look at the running back targets, though. 31 for Marshawn Lynch, seven for Jameez Olawale, 36 for Jalen Richard, and 46 for Dwayne Washington. That's 120 targets to the running backs uh, for receivers, talking 323, and then the tight ends, about 110. So the thing that sticks out is the targets to the running back. So I think I'm going to have to take that into account and probably retweak some of my numbers, which we'll get to in a sec. So Todd Downing, interesting guy. We'll see what he can do. Before we get to the depth chart, let's just see who they added and who they lost in free agency. So notable additions, linebacker Bud Dupree, defensive end Danico Autry, cornerback Janoris Jenkins, offensive tackle Kendall Lamb, corner Kevin Johnson, and wide receiver Josh Reynolds. So a pretty nice list there. Look at the defense, uh, linebacker, defensive end, corner, another corner. Um, so that defense should be much improved. And then adding an offensive tackle and Josh Reynolds is a pretty nice boost, boost for the offense. Now, the notable departures list is kind of it's kind of big. Uh, you lose Corey Davis, you're going to lose John Smith, Jadavian Clowney, 
Adore Jackson, Daquan Jones, and Malcolm Butler. Um, some really big pieces, especially on offense. Losing Corey Davis and Jonu Smith, who both had career seasons last year, that's going to leave some big holes there to fill. Clowney didn't have the best season last year, so I don't know how much they lose with that. Adoree Jackson and Malcolm Butler, though, those are two veteran corners that were nice, but they plug in Janoris Jenkins and Kevin Johnson, so uh, it's maybe a balanced out kind of a push move there. Um, so a lot of moving pieces, uh, but it looks like uh, I think they're going to be okay on defense this year. Um, so the draft class, adding another cornerback, their first pick, Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. I know a lot of people are excited about him. He was the third cornerback taken off the board. In the second round, they get Dylan, Dylan Ray Duns out of North Dakota State. Really good offense, offensive tackle there. Linebacker in the third round, Monty Rice out of Georgia. Another corner, Elijah Molden, Washington in the third round. Fourth round, we get a wide receiver, Des Fitzpatrick out of Louisville, who is very exciting, interesting. He's probably going to be their number three wide receiver right away. Um, so we'll talk about him in a sec. Fourth round, defensive end Rashad Weaver out of Pittsburgh. Another wide receiver, Racy McMath out of LSU. He's a speedster, kind of a vertical uh, threat there that can help take the top off of defense. And then they end up with a safety, Brady Breeze out of Oregon. Oregon to wrap up the draft. So I like the heavy focus on the corners, man. They're clearly trying to build that cornerback room. Uh, Ray Duns is going to be a starter for them. We'll see what Monty Rice can do. I like Elijah, Elijah Molden as well. Uh, but Des Fitzpatrick might be the best uh, value of their draft. Um, so let's look at this depth chart. We got Ryan Tannehill. Uh, atop the quarterback room. They didn't add anybody really. Logan Woodside's number two, Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, I think they did add him, but it's all about Ryan Tannehill, who I believe uh, last season, like tremendous numbers, especially with the rushing uh, added there to it. So he was quarterback nine last season. Let me actually filter that to ESPN. I know that's four point passing touchdowns. So quarterback eight last year. So that's probably going to be his ceiling. Again, losing guys like Jonu Smith and Corey Davis makes me a little bit nervous. So I think I'm going to probably end up with Ryan Tannehill in this 12, 13, 14 range for my rankings. Uh, just losing those guys does hurt, uh, but he's also got a beast to throw the ball to in A.J. Brown. Um, so I'm a big fan of Tannehill. He looks best as your quarterback, too, in Superflex leagues, though. Uh, but we all know this team's about Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is worth the first overall pick, second, third, fourth, wherever you can get him, um, commit to drafting and building around him as your first overall pick. If he falls to five, six, seven, eight, that's great. Continue to draft Derrick Henry. Now they got Jeremy McNichols, Kerry Blossom game, Darrington Evans again, and then they added Brian Hill. And this running back room, again, when we looked at the 2017 offense for the Oakland Raiders, we saw a lot of passing time, a lot of uh, targets to the running backs. So I don't think it's out of the question to see Derrick Henry with the career-high targets this season, uh, but I'm very interested to see which backup running back steps up. There was some reports that Darrington Evans had been looking really nice as a wide receiver this year. We know Jeremy McNichols was kind of their best receiving back last year. So I do expect more targets in the running game, whether it's Darrington Evans, Jeremy McNichols. I do think Evans is probably the leading candidate. He's probably a better runner in between the tackles. And it's all going to come down to pass protection. So we'll watch out for that. But man, this just means we know Derrick Henry's going to get the ball a ton, uh, a lot of touchdowns. But if he can kind of start getting some more catches in the passing game, that might make him, again, like the de facto number one running back, which it wouldn't surprise me if he, if he, if you take him one on one, I have no problem with, with taking Derrick Henry there. Um, so a lot of fun drafting Derrick Henry. They added two UDFA fullbacks here, Torrey Carter and Briley Moore. Uh, but let's look at these wide receivers. Losing Corey Davis hurts. They also lost 
Adam Humphreys. He hasn't really helped them out the last couple of seasons, but uh, you plug in Josh Reynolds, who was a quality you know, wide receiver for, for the Los Angeles Rams the last few seasons. And now you pair him uh, with AJ Brown. Like he's, he's going to be the starting receiver opposite AJ Brown. And I think AJ Brown guys is probably going to be my favorite receiver to draft this season. You think about the targets going away for Johnny Smith and for, uh, from Corey Davis, this is just going to open things up. And the way it was last season, where did AJ Brown finish last year? Um, let's, I want to look at, I don't want to look at week four. I want to look at the whole season. Let me see here. Why is it doing at week four? There we go. Go to receiver. So we'll go to PPR here. So last season, AJ Brown, he was wide receiver 14. He only played in 14 games, though. Uh, and when he did play, he averaged 17.4 points per game. That would have been good for wide receiver seven on the year. So if you're sitting early in that second round and uh, you, you already got a running back, you're good to go. Uh, take AJ Brown. This is a top 15 pick this year, I think. And it wouldn't surprise like if if I'm sitting there at the 12th overall pick and I have 12 and 13, I might take a, a flyer on AJ Brown because I think he's a top five wide receiver this season. Again, you give him 16 full games. The way it was, he caught 11 touchdowns in 14 games. We we basically can guarantee targets, receptions, yards are all going up. We'll see if the touchdowns stick the same. But again, losing Corey Davis and John o. Smith, two massive pieces of that offense, it's A.J. Brown's in for a career season this guy, this year, guys. And I just think anywhere in the second round, he's he's worth a, a, a shot at it because we just know he's going to uh, to step into a bigger role. And he was dinged up last year. He had the surgery right after the season ended on that ankle. So he's going to be souped up and ready to take off this year. Uh, but Josh Reynolds, guys, don't sleep on Josh Reynolds. He's been probably one of my favorite best ball wide receivers to draft. He's stepping into a, a healthy amount of targets uh, that Corey Davis leaves behind. So I'm not I'm not really expecting much, but he's not going to be like a wide receiver three for us this year. But he might be a guy that's worth putting on your bench and seeing how it goes. But best ball for sure. I'm interested. And then I don't have a starting wide receiver three listed. Uh, they did use Nick Westbrook Ekine last year quite a bit. Uh, Rashard Davis, Cameron Batson was on the field a lot last year. Mason Kinsey, uh, but Des Fitzpatrick and Racy McMath. Those are the two names that we're going to want to watch all summer in preseason training camp. Because uh, I think I think Des Fitzpatrick could be their third wide receiver. Maybe maybe he's even better than Josh Reynolds. I don't know. That's something to keep an eye on. But uh, definitely interested in him as a late round pick in best ball leagues, not best ball leagues, but dynasty leagues, whether that's the third round of drafts, I think Fitzpatrick could be the number two uh, opposite AJ Brown coming soon. Uh, but yeah, let's get to the tight ends. Cause this is where at the beginning of the show, I talked about a guy that not a lot of people have on their radar quite yet, uh, but it's Anthony Ferkser, uh, John Smith, gone anthony ferkser steps into a the starting role here and if you just look at what happened last year ryan Tannehill uh to tight ends he had four tight ends catch passes last year he threw 138 targets to the tight ends last season and then the year before that he only threw 108 so you're looking at a floor of 108 targets upwards of 140 targets for the tight end room as a whole uh but Janu last year he had 65 targets himself Anthony Ferkser already had 53 targets last year, guys. 39 catches, 387 yards, and one touchdown. So that's his floor. Like, assuming he's healthy, you know, for the full season, uh, he's stepping into probably 80-plus targets this year. Like, if you just take, like, maybe 20, 30 of those from Janu and put those in Ferkser and then distribute the rest maybe to some of the other receivers or running backs or whatever have you, 
Uh, we're looking at a career season for Anthony Ferkser, who, uh, again, last year he played pretty well. The year before that, he also had 14 catches, 24 targets, 204 yards, and a touchdown. So he's been in this system for three years now. Um, yep, this is his fourth season. And, again, just Todd Downing, tight end's background, uh, offensive coordinating background. We saw what he did with Jared Cook the one year in, in Oakland. I have a big season for Anthony Ferkser coming. 63 receptions, 84 targets, 655 yards, and six touchdowns. Um, so he's a really good blocking tight end. He's going to stay on the field a lot. And uh, just the first report that I saw on Anthony Ferkser this summer, um, if we just type his name and go to news. Um, let's see. I mean, these are some of the, the headlines you're seeing. He's tabbed as Tennessee's best-kept secret. He gets some respect, cracks PFS, PFF's tight end rankings. Uh, I did see something where he was just catching a ton of passes the other day in OTA. So don't sleep on Anthony Ferkser. Don't miss out. If you like waiting for tight ends like I do, Ferkser should be a part of your plan. I think he's going to be a top 10 uh, tight end this year, guys. Uh, Tannehill clearly likes the tight end position. So we're looking at uh, Tannehill as a super flex quarterback too. Derrick Henry is potentially the best running back in fantasy football this year. A.J. Brown, I'm, I think he's a top five wide receiver this year, guys. And then Anthony Ferkser, a top 10 tight end. So it's, uh, it's a very uh, consolidated offense. We know who they're going to use and when they're going to use them. Um, so it makes it easy to predict. And uh, we've seen success with this offense the last couple seasons with Tannehill. Um, so don't be afraid to, uh, to target these guys and rely on them in your drafts this season. So I'm excited about Tennessee. It does hurt losing Corey Davis and Jonu Smith. But like I said, I mean, you're plugging in uh, a Josh Reynolds and maybe a Des Fitzpatrick to kind of lessen that load of losing Corey Davis. You're, you're pulling up Anthony Ferkser to replace Jonu Smith. Um, so it might not be uh, – it might they could, they could be a better offense this season. Who knows? Um, and I'm just excited to see what Todd Downing can do. So uh, they're probably going to be competing with the Colts for the division title in this one. I think I'm going to give it to the Colts. Uh, but if this offense is clicking and it doesn't really miss a beat without Corey Davis and Janu, and we're going to be looking at a really good Titans season again. I mean, AJ Brown, Derrick Henry, like that's, you know, that's tough to stop. So uh, it should be a lot of fun for Titans fans this season, but that's going to do it for this video. We just wrapped up the AFC South. So go back and check out all those videos, check out all the other ones in the playlist below. Uh, I'm going to be moving on to the NFC South next. So thank you guys for your time. Have a good rest of your day, evening, whatever you need. Cool. Peace.